Welcome to Much More Much Year with Pup Duffy and Kara Lane, an Aunt Imagination production. Guys, I am here with Lucas Ferrara. Ferrara? Ferrara. Just don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> We're going to be talking about the film Makeup. It comes out June 27th, written by Hugo Andre and Will Mascheter, directed by Hugo. And they both star in the film uh, as Sasha and Dan. You are the producer for this film. But you are also, you're an attorney and not just an attorney. You are one of the top attorneys in New York, which is, hello. It varies, as you know. I did rank in the top 100, which is pretty good. Uh, but, hey, I've been a lawyer for about 35 years. And I'm a newbie to showbiz, so I've got a lot to learn. Well, that's, that's impossible. You could not have been in that field for 35 years because you're only 42, right? I mean... Oh, yeah. No, I'm 36. <laughs> there you go. You know, I always had a love for the arts. Um, you know, the story could go on forever. My, my heart um, was always in the arts. But um, my parents, uh, who were Italian immigrants, I'm first generation uh, U.S. born in the U.S., but my Italian Italian uh, immigrants, they said, no, 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 it's for you. You're going to go to law school. So I said to my dad, you know, tough guy, real tough guy, thick accent. I said, but dad, you know, I love the arts. He goes, you want the arts? You're going to live in the street. So I had to choose between, you know, free rent and struggling for food, like many of my friends who did pursue uh, show business, or go the life of an attorney. So I guess you you can you know you know the punchline. I sold out and went for the law, and for thirty five years, I didn't quite feel fulfilled. Don't tell this, don't tell this to my partners, my law partners. But there was always a hole in my heart. Uh, and then, lo and behold, up in March of 2020, and stop me if I'm talking too much, but in March of 2020, I don't know if you recall, that's when the world shut down because of COVID. We all had to stay in shelter in place. You couldn't go outside. You couldn't travel. You couldn't go to work. The world was in absolute chaos. Uh, so I'm trying to give you like an historical feel. I mean, things were going crazy at the time. So I'm sitting here in this room and I'm saying, I felt helpless. And I, this is March of 2020. And I said, what can I do? Well, fast forward and making this a little quick. I ended up going to crowdfunding pages. And for those of your viewers or listeners who don't know what that is, these are pages on the internet where you can make contributions to inventors, artists. If you want to buy something, you can or be part of a new company or part of a bar. You can all give cash and all be part of the, the enterprise. And for some reason, I was attracted to film. And lo and behold, who do you think? was asking for money in March of 2020. Hugo Andre and Will Mascheter, who were the founders of this beautiful, beautiful film. And it's been an amazing journey since. And you're right about the crowdfunding because it's like, I think it was the, like the Yeti cooler and things like that, where you get in at the at the opening you know, steps of it. Yeah, and you're, 
chords. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But Bob, who would know that that's how I would get my foray into producing? So there's a point to my telling this story. I mean, there are opportunities just a click away. And, you know, I was for 35 years, I never thought that I was going to go into, you know, ever find a way to get into showbiz or back into the arts, my true love. But here I am, full circle, dealing with creatives and working on several other feature films at the moment, which is truly, truly exciting. I've got another film coming out in six months I'm going to be talking to you about, I'm sure. Absolutely. Well, this is going to sound crazy, but you're not the first lawyer slash filmmaker or oh, film in yeah. sure. I've I've spoken to lawyers, I've spoken to doctors, I spoke to a retired accountant who became a pop star. At 65 he did that. So it I think your story and these what I'm saying is it's never too late. You know, it's never too late. Just because I can imagine you thinking as the years went on, God, I'm never gonna I really wish I would have and now you're like, oh, all in the universe's timing, honestly. The universe works in mysterious ways. And I mean, Bob, who would have thought that something bad like COVID would end up, you know, by the way, I ended up doing film that helped a lot of young people create their uh, resumes and portfolios. They got money to work during COVID. So I was able to help people and I got back. 10 times in terms of interacting and the gratitude and making a difference in people's lives. I have people that are working on TV shows now and other stuff. Just give a little and you'd be surprised when you get back. And I think it's, it's, uh, it's important to point out that any small participation or contribution is a participation and contribution. Just because you can't completely, you as a general you, you can't quit your job and move to Hollywood or New York, just because you can't do that, there's something you can do. You can be a part of a crowdfunding or a Kickstarter. You can be an unpaid extra on set. You know, it, it, there's a lot of things that you can do to either get your foot in the door or to fill, fulfill some part of you that wanted to be involved in the arts. You can support a museum. You know, you can um, promote your favorite singer. You can be involved. You don't have to give up what is probably paying your bills <laughs> to, to get yeah. into it. You know, I was very fortunate because, of, you know, practicing law for 35 years, I had some nice cases that, you know, did well. So I did have some money that, and I understand we all have different limitations and different budgets. I totally get that. But as you said, crowdfunding dollars in, in a lot of instances are not, uh, are not that significant, $10, $20. It's like a cup of coffee. It's, you could make a difference in people's lives and benefit yourself so what i'm trying to say it's a win-win and in a small way i i think i exemplify it and i'm having up so much fun i mean the reviews that are coming in for makeup have been really spectacular they've been wonderfully supportive and this creates more opportunities so you know what is that kevin costner movie uh, build it and they will come it yeah, is yeah, field of dreams. Yeah. So, so true. 
That's one of my favorite films, by the way. That's a that's a great freaking film. Inspiring film. But it's also very true. The message is very true. I doubt you're going to get a baseball team showing up in your living room. But the underlying message is true. You know, work hard. Look, all these superstars, right? Madonna, Gaga, they didn't. They had to work really, really hard to get there. It was Beyonce, it wasn't handed to them. And we don't realize the amount of work that's involved. If you are persistent, you will succeed. It's that simple. I think people lose sight of that because of the instant, like the instant TikTok fame and YouTube fame and things like that. But that's almost, I don't want to say flash in the pan, but flash in the pan, <laughs> it's kind of like, that's not going to give you any longevity, like hard work, like you're saying, like the dedication. As for the crowdfunding, me personally, I could donate 20 bucks and think that I made this movie. Our film will be releasing. It's, it's a good feeling. It's, of it's true. In fact, you should go look at some of these crowdfunding pages. There are kids that are still looking for money on other projects, right? For like, now, again, I'm not judging because I understand people have different budgets and other needs and families to support. But for $500, for example, you could get a role in a movie. That, yeah. that can be uh, an amazing starter for some young people. So, you know, look, judge, make a determination. But the bigger message is you can control your destiny despite all the impediments life throws in our way. You can make a tweak here and there that could shift the direction in amazing ways. Even if it's even if it's your own parents who I'm sure were, were well-intentioned, well-meaning, they were looking out for your well-being, uh, but still it seems kind of like a little soul-crushing to be like, not even a little, but yeah, you're right. It, don't give up on it. And yeah. In hindsight, right? I did well. I'm doing well. Still, I'm still practicing law. I'm doing very well as a lawyer. And I live comfortably. And now I'm able to fund films. So maybe they were right. I don't, you know, I don't have regrets because I can't change the past. All I can tell you that it's worked out and it's working out so amazingly well that uh, to feel fulfilled there's no price that you could put on that. And I thank these kids for filling that hole for me uh, because it's, it's a wonderful ride. And the film make up as many of these universal themes about love, finding who you are, acceptance. You know, these are universal themes that are a makeup. Hey, that's another one of the reasons I connected to the film as well. Absolutely. You have two guys from like two different like walks of life. They couldn't be more polar opposite. <laughs> you have Dan who's outgoing. He's uh, kind of pushy, kind of, I, I don't know how to, he's just extroverted. And so, poor Sasha just wants to kind of be left alone to, to write in his diary and to eat good food. They have a little more in common than I think you would think at first, but it is, it's a, beautiful film. I'm a very visual viewer. I know that sounds stupid, but like, it's pretty to me, the way it's shot, the lighting, things like that affect me as I watch it. And just like quiet moments, like Sasha quietly uh, eating and, and the things that are going on around him. It is an incredibly beautiful film. I wanted to ask, uh, where was it filmed? London. 
It was filmed in London during the height of the pandemic. In, as I said earlier, in March of 2020, when Hugo was asking for money, they needed to film. Hey, pup, the restrictions in, in the UK were just as bad as they were here in terms of limits on the number of people. They had to take tests every day. It delayed the film. That's why it's 2023. It yeah. delayed the film for about a year or so till things, restrictions started to ease. So, and by the way, restaurant locations, cabaret locations, they didn't want any human beings in their space. You know, you remember how it was like. So it was very, very challenging at the time, but we got it done. And another reason that it took so long is that we made the decision to put the film through the festival circuit, let the film be seen by critics, reviewers from uh, around the world. And we were so honored by the reception, you know, one best film, the Paris Film Festival. Paris, you can't get any tougher than the Parisians. Yeah. <laughs> and they liked it. It was like, oh my God, I think we, I think we have something here. And yes, the dynamic of the two characters is amazing. So some people have called it um, a modern day odd couple. Yeah. So you have the stockbroker, alpha male type, and a you know introspective, contemplative, food critic uh, type. And two, can the two meet? I don't know. You have to watch the film to find out. Right. I at at the start of it when he first gets there, I was, I was texting with Kira. You'll meet her eventually. I was texting with her and I said, I'm getting a single white female feeling with this, but it's not, that's not where it went. But yeah, it was kind of like, it was foreboding, even though it was, it seemed like such an innocent uh, interaction between them. I'm like, is he going to kill him? Because I was like, I don't know exactly, which I love in a film. I don't need to have it laid out and spelled out for me. I like to sit there and wonder, go, is it? Yeah, so well done, Hugo. Uh, and it was just, it's beautiful. And you're right about the, uh, the the restaurants and things like that. I've heard bad and good about the COVID lockdowns. It was like, it was great because nobody was in, or it was awful because we had to rent the whole museum. You know, we had to pay for the whole museum to be there. So thanks, COVID, yeah. I guess. <laughs> uh, no, it was, a, it was a tough time and it was an expensive time, as you can imagine. Uh, and then you had to do a feature film with a limited number of people. And uh, as you know from film, that that's a challenge in itself. And these kids, Hugo wrote this script uh, when he was 19. Wow. They, were, they were in their 21. And, you know, they're kids. They're, with all due respect, for, to me, they're, they're younger, so they're kids. What they're doing, what they did is amazing. And this film, considering all the challenges, amazing. And you know what, Pup, what I like, what you just said, the film does not proselytize. They, nothing in this film, although many people have written such nasty messages to me, you should see the messages I'm getting on Twitter that I'm, I'm a reprobate and I'm a sinner. And uh, this film does not proselytize. It doesn't say what's going on is good or bad. It, it right. that is up for the viewer to decide. And we don't you know, stuff anything or throw anything or shove anything down anybody's throats. It's for you to take from the film whatever you wish. And I think that's what makes it special. Absolutely. And, you know, there's that group. of. And by the way, let me have their names or their handles because I'm going <laughs> to 
I got some things to say, but there's that group of people that love to say, uh, we don't care how you live your life. Just keep it away from the kids. It's like, nobody's with the kids. And they're also like, stop shoving it in our face. Why do you need a flag? Why do you, it's like, nobody's shoving anything in your face. You're putting yourself in a situation where you're, you know, affected by it or whatever. It's like, yeah. So people are always going to have something hateful to say. And you're right. The film does not push anything. There's no agenda, but people just have to be. It's actually two people, but really primarily one person's journey. Yeah. That's a fault of a person who's, or a viewer that thinks like that. That's on you, not you. That's on you, the viewer. If you took that from, you know, that's a, that's a you problem. (laughs) It's not film's problem. You know, look, you know, I'm old enough to say that the world has shifted, you know, considerably over the last uh, five, six decades. I mean, Pup, uh, you weren't allowed to talk about being gay. You know, you you couldn't mention that word, uh, you know, three, four decades ago. Today, it's a non-issue. The world has evolved. Right now, the controversy about the controversy about the transgender community Wow. Uh, Who would have predicted, you know, in March of 2020, I had no idea that this was going to be a hot button issue. And I don't think you both did either. But we're, you know, God works in mysterious ways. If you believe in a deity, you know, I happen to, but I respect your choice or your preference. But right now it's hitting the floor. And I think it resonates with some. It doesn't resonate with others. I respect everyone's viewpoints. But, you know, why are you lashing out at me because you disagree? This is the problem. The lack of tolerance, the lack of acceptance. As you said, as you hit on it, Bob, and you did, you have an adult complying with the law and not hurting any. Let them be. And that's, right. I, that's I think, what the message you know what the message is. And that's not a simple message. That's a complicated message because, you know, people get different definitions. This is sinful, not sinful, and all that kind of stuff. Again, take away from the movie that which you wish, but it's a different kind of movie, and it's a different kind of entertainment, and if it could get people thinking, yeah, then we did good. Right, thinking and, and productive conversations about it, but I think it's such a, not to go off topic, but it's such a hot topic. It's, it's, it's because it's been made to be I don't know how better to say that it trans people just want to live their lives. They want to go to work. They want to go to watch movies. And there's specific people that have made this their entire identity, you know, specific news shows or, you know, social media people. And it's be, it's for, they get the rage clicks. They get the interactions for people that want to hate or people that want to defend. And that's, that's a hopeless cause right there. I'm just going to tell you, because I've, Oh, Lord, I've gotten mad on Twitter. <laughs> I've gotten mad on Twitter. But it's, I just, I kind of gave up. I just report them now. Yeah, that's right. I'm a snitch. I don't care. But like, if you're going to say something hateful about someone's race, someone's gender, someone's orientation, or someone's disability, you're getting reported. But I'm not going to fight with you anymore because you, you won't listen. You can't listen. You can't hear me. So, but I think it's been made. There's so many uh, outlets that, are just into like scare tactics almost like they're going to get you. They're going to attack you. They're going to take your job. It's like, no, they're not. No, they're not. They, are there outliers? Yeah, absolutely. In every aspect of society. 
That's exactly what I was going to say. The problem with the media is they're focusing on, focusing on the extreme because the extreme gets people excited. It's news. So they get the views, they get the audience. It does a disservice to society to focus on the extreme. And that's, that's, that's always been the problem, I think. But news is news. I think, you know, look, I don't understand, and I, I want to go off tangent, why we give publicity to people that are doing bad things. I, I don't get it. You know, if somebody kills somebody, don't publish their name, don't publish their face. Why, why give them a forum? Because in some perverse way, I think it reinforces or it gives a message to others that this is a way to fame. It's like a perverse sense of fame. This, just stop it. But we're going off off tangent here. Oh, if it if it bleeds, it leads because I mean, there's a certain indicted uh, person that keeps being on television, and I'm like, why? If it was any other normal citizen, we'd have an ankle bracelet. <laughs> we'd be we wouldn't be on television talking about you know blah blah blah. But the other thing is also <laughs> news outlets, media corporations. Y'all can get on on TV or online and say what you want, but you might end up paying nine hundred million dollars for it. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. It's a whole other world. I've, unfortunately, when, when you have money behind you, uh, it gives you a lot more power. So, you know, and that's not necessarily a good thing, but. Uh. It's an inherent fault, honestly, because I know me and I know if I was given a million dollars tomorrow, I would still be me. I would not feel the need to create hate or rage. I think it's it's inherently in you if you're gonna, no matter what you get paid for, you're, if you're gonna say nasty things, that's already in you. Yeah, I, you know, I stopped psychoanalyzing others because sometimes there is just no rationalization. As you suggested earlier, you could try to have a conversation with a person and that person is not listening to a word you're saying. Hitting a wall. So many years ago, I figured, why am I fighting? Why, as, as you said, why, why fight? Just, yeah. okay, is that the way you feel? Okay, and then just walk away. I try to look at it, and I think I might be onto something. I try to look at it as if it's bullying almost, and bullies will suffocate without attention. If you just don't feed them, they'll starve. <laughs> so it's online bullying, honestly. Absolutely. It's a variant of this media coverage and media focus on the bad. I agree totally. Well, makeup comes out June 27th on, is it streaming or is it going to be a theatrical release? Uh, it's, I wish it was theatrical, but it's on only streaming at this time. So uh, June 26th, it's premiering in the uh, UK. June 27th, worldwide, US, Canada, any place you could find it. iTunes, Amazon, you name it. We're there, Facebook, uh, uh, AT&T, Dish, the movies oh. everywhere. And it's available to lease or to buy. There are even DVDs. We were so excited. And we'd like you to be part of the, the fun. Join us. The tagline, by the way, is it's a man's world. Let's paint it pink. That's why I'm wearing pink today. That's the, that's the mantra there. That's the tagline. No, you know what, though? I love the fact that you're going to have DVDs and like physical copies and on demand on, on cable platforms is that's a, 
So as a result of the Paris Film Festival and the international competition, that helped buttress credibility, you know, for the film. And lo and behold, Byron Allen's company, which is Freestyle Digital, is the distributor, is the distributor of this film. Byron Allen, I, I watched the guy on television. That's the dream, people. You know, you never know what happens, right? So as a result of all these little cards and all these little developments, Byron Allen was a very successful uh, uh, network. He's got a whole media. He's got a media empire, and I'm now part part of his company, uh, and he's distributing makeup. And uh, he's done a wonderful job in terms of getting it out to the world. We're, we're truly thankful to and we're excited. No, I remember his show when I was a kid. That's that's really cool. That's a blast from the past. But yeah, that's Byron awesome. Freestyle digital media. Yay. All Thanks. right, guys. Well, you heard it. You you'll be able to get it on DVD. You'll be able to watch it on demand on a streaming service. I know you're on social media because we talked about it. But can people follow you on social media? Oh yeah, I'm all over the place. Uh, it, believe it or not, how's this? My handle Lucas A Ferrara. No way. I'm Instagram, uh, Facebook, but you know, I'm mostly on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook is more, you know, for people I've known for a while, but Twitter and uh, Instagram, join me. Let's have some fun. Absolutely. Let's talk about the film. Let's talk about, and let's, uh, let's fight back against those trolls that are coming and leaving hate in comments. I'm on Twitter, boy. I smacked a few of them, but it got, you know, it takes up, as you know, because you alluded to it earlier. It saps energy from you. It's not good energy. Even when you're like there responding to the haters, it doesn't stop because then they come back, you know, blah, 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 blah. And they get nastier and nastier and nastier. At some point, you got to go, this is crazy. It's like a spiral, you know, death spiral. But, but you have to stand up sometimes, and I've tried to do that. But if you go on Twitter, you'll see the messages. Some of them have been very, very hateful. But, hey, you know what the secret is? I don't take it personally. And as you said, it's not my problem. It's theirs. Absolutely. And I think my, with my brain, first of all, a lot of people think I'm a dude on there. And I'm like, okay, come at me, bro, because <laughs> I'm going to fight you. But it's like, you don't, you don't have any idea who you're actually speaking to. Like, I'm not going to use my whole full real name. I'm not going to post pictures of my kid, social media like that. So you can, you can call me whatever you want. I'm going to fight with you. But it does ruin your day. And even if you block them, now your anxiety is telling you they're still talking about me. <laughs> so just don't engage. Don't engage. You know what? And I tell this to a lot of people. Don't give them the power. See, you're giving them the power when you allow it to affect you. I felt because there were, there were like 52,000 people looking at this particular post uh, that I had to stand I, that I had to fight the hate because then it would look like I'm somehow acquiescing to it if I was silent. Now, you know, additional posts I've put up, like one on Twitter, I think as of a few months ago, it's got over 200,000 uh, views. People are writing such hate messages. I decided, you know what, let's everybody come to their own even about the hate, as they look at the messages and see the hate, they could see why the world is in such disarray now. Absolutely. And what's always what's always a nice thing is when you post something 
and the hateful comments show up, but then the supporting positive, they go in there and they fight on your behalf and you're like, Oh, I don't even, I don't even have to. All right. Go soldiers. Go. You'll find that on my page too, that there are people that step forward and there were, there was one person that even apologized. Believe it. So there are good people out there. Absolutely. And they support makeup. They support the film. They support Hugo and uh, Will and you. All right, guys. Well, this was Lucas Ferrara. Ferrara. I'm going to mix it up. Just don't call him late for dinner. You can check out Make 27 on demand digital streaming and on DVDs eventually. Thank you for joining me. It's been amazing. We will talk again. I had so much fun. Thank you for, uh, for having us on the program. It got a little bit too political, but hey, such is life. Hey, you know what? That's what Kira is for. She's going to edit all of it out. Uh, well, thank you so much for inviting me on the program. It was an absolute pleasure. And make sure you watch Makeup. It's a great film. It is a great film. It was the great actors. And let's just touch on that really quick before we wrap up. The fact that the actors are the writers, I think that's brilliant. Because you know these words. You know this role. Absolutely. Hugo says that the uh, character that he plays is based on his dad. It was inspired by his father and he said and he said to me what better person to play my dad so they're two incredibly talented actors an absolute achievement and it's an award-winning film the parisian but it's been amazing thank you so much and come back soon okay i will when the next feature comes out i look forward to speaking to you and thank you again for having me on the program this has been an odd imagination production here at odd imagination you'll find book film television, and product reviews, as well as roundtable discussions, current events, and hot topics. We are advocates for equality and the freedom to be who you are, no matter what. Aut Imagination gets its name from autism and imagination, two things that are very important to us. If you would like more information on Aut Imagination and the podcasts that we host on our website, you can visit autimagination.org A-U-T-I-M-A-G-I-N-A-T-I-O-N dot org.